how do you check someone professionally? So I don't understand. You said check her ass. Like I'm from the streets and it's hard for me to try to, you know, transition over to a corporate setting. How can I do that corporately? <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Elise Real. And I'm Isha Bell. And this is Full-Time Black Women, a community for Black professional women to live, laugh, grow, and feel the soul. So what are we talking about today, Elise? Today's topic is corporate Karens. Doom, 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 doom. Like, I feel like yeah, it should be like... they come with that music. No, that's exactly <laughs> what happens when they walk into the room, too. You already right. know it. When they walk into the room, it's just like, here we go with the bullshit. Right? Yes. Virtually, too. When they log into the Zoom, here we go. Yes, yes. Keep smiling, keep smiling. (laughs) They're unavoidable. They're everywhere now. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. They always been everywhere. They just started to get the spotlight that they need. Thank goodness. Ashamed. Thank goodness. Hopefully. Shame! (laughs) Shame! Okay, (laughs) GOT. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the shame will will teach them the error in their ways. Hopefully. Hopefully. Big ass hope. Yes. Yes. So corporate Karen's one thing is for certain most full-time black women can agree on this common issue of corporate Karen's. So what is a corporate Karen? This is another full-time black woman definition. If you don't know, now you know now. Mm-hmm. A corporate Karen is a white woman who always seems to be looking for trouble or drama. And if they can't find it legitimately, they manufacture it. Now that is, is one person that will find a way to create a way. If there was ever a question of ingenuity or creativity of ways to make and bring about chaos, the corporate Karen is a pro they got the PhD degree in it (laughs) it's a superpower but people have to understand villains have superpowers too hey yes so uh, a quote these women find ways to question the validity of our presence in the workspace and to make our existence there challenging the microaggressions are typically passive Evidencing themselves in trite ways to assert power or to question knowledge or abilities. Things are said that undoubtedly would never be said to a man, particularly a white man. And of course, this is not true of all or even most white women. But most black women have a story about a white woman, typically one who has who who was outwardly friendly, who has made a job either frustrating or almost intolerable. And this is an excerpt from Randy B's blog. Yes. I mean, go to any full-time Black woman and say, have you experienced a Karen at work ever before? And maybe it wasn't your own personal experience, but you've witnessed Karenisms at work. And they're like, girl, let me tell you. Mm Mm-hmm. This one time I had this manager, you know, it's yeah. always going to be a story. Always. And it's, it's something that can no longer be ignored. And I'm so glad that they're getting the spotlight that they need, you mm-hmm. know, through social media and, you know, through these uh, shame videos on uh, YouTube and TikTok, everything, all that stuff. Because 
it has been something that we Black women have dealt with since the beginning of time, but no one really cared about it because it was somehow done in the dark. But now they're all out in the open. Oh, yeah. You know, like, and if they were all out in the open before, people just... Oh, well, that's just how she is. Not really looking at the bigger picture of, no, this is how she's allowed to be. Ooh. That's not just how she Ooh. is. Let me clap that up. We going hard. We going hard <laughs> in the pod today. Uh, right? Stop making excuses for that grown ass baby. Yes. Yes. So before we, we go all the way in, before y'all turn us all the way up, <laughs> let's get this commercial break done and we'll be right back. Yo, you all wonder how many of these Pod Love segment podcasts have actually started their podcast with Buzzsprout. They are by far one of the best partners to have when starting your podcast in this space. Yeah, I mean, we use Buzzsprout. And guess what? Buzzsprout don't use us. Right. Because we are truly partners. When we say that stuff, we're not just saying it, saying it. We believe it because we feel it. Yes. Now, Buzzsprout makes it so easy to, first of all, start your podcast and get it listed in every major podcast platform. When you click on the link, fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Buzzsprout forward slash you will receive a $20 Amazon gift card after signing up for a paid plan and guess what it helps us out too absolutely and when she says every major podcast platform she really does mean every from Apple Google Spotify CastBox all of them every single one and it's easy to do just find yourself a quiet space get yourself some gear that you already have and run your mouth M-O-U-S M-O-U-F And during this time I'm pretty sure You had some ideas Some opinion About something That's going on In the world That you feel like You want to share it With everyone else Go ahead Click on the link FullTimeBlackWoman.com Forward slash Buzzsprout Forward slash And you will be able To get your message Out to the world Right And not only that You'll get a great looking Podcast website Audio players That you can drop Into your own Personal website Just like we do And detail analytics Because you want them stacked for that ass uh, on your podcast who's listening when they listening where they're listening from so do like Isha said click on the link in the show notes fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash buzzsprout forward slash to get your $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan okay all right you know what time it is let them know Isha if they don't know but we can go ahead and get started with those stats for that ass. Hey, stats for that ass. We bringing you the facts with some stats for that ass. So, Elise, check this out. <laughs> What's All up? Right. So, according to Catalyst.org, white women hold 32.5% of all management positions compared mm. to only 3.8% of black women. Now, mm. the reason why I chose this stat to go with this topic is break it down. It has to, it correlates with how Black women are in positions, usually not those of power in the workplace. But when you have a corporate Karen who is in mm. one of those management positions, more than likely she would be compared to a corporate Sharonda, you know, she uses that power to not only, uh, she uses that power to terrorize you know, her mm. fellow employees. And more than likely, she's going to go for the least protected group of people, which are full-time Black women, to exert that power to make herself feel somewhat full and just to feel as if it gets her fuel to her drama that she needs in order to survive. Just like witches. Yeah. You know how witches, they have to kill kids? 
Remember, you know, the stories how they got to kill kids in order for them to um, stay alive yes. and to get, thrive yes. and give them that extra fuel. That's what corporate yeah. parents do. They look for the most vulnerable people in workplaces, especially in corporate America, which are full-time black women, to yeah. suck the blood so they can stay vibrant and they also feel almost powerful. Yeah, yeah. That, I, when you first said this, that, I had all type of feelings. Like uh-huh. all, the feelings were all over the board. First, I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Terrible. Like we were only 3.8%. Like, good grief. Yeah. Can we, can we get up? Can we get five? Can we, can we get there? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, automatically felt what you just said that when you have bullies in a place of power, mm-hmm. the bullying is it grows exponentially because now you have people who are are just like you said thriving off of this terrorism because that's what it is. I don't care what mm-hmm. nobody says, mm-hmm. terrorism. When they're thriving off of this terrorism and they are recognized as somebody of a higher status now, not just because of society, because we all know that white women are up there in society's eyes anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's recognized on a a structural level in a place of employment. So it, it becomes, it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing because it's like, there's no escaping it. When you're outside, you have a Karen. And when you're inside in, in what is supposed to be a, a place of employment and what's supposed to be a place where adults live <laughs> and, and and try to thrive and, and survive and get their, mm-hmm. their work done so that they can pay for their lives and things like that. So you've got this bullion here that's essentially making it hell for black women. Yeah, and then also you gotta look at it this way: those videos that you see on social media of these Karens acting out and stuff like that, those people are usually someone's manager, someone's yes. coworker, someone's yes. colleague, you know. Yes. And that's what people go for. They try to reach out to their employers to have them, you know, fired. Because like, if you're acting like this in public, I could right. only imagine what you do in private at work in yes. those environments, you know, teachers yes. and stuff like that. Like, mm-mm, no, yeah. not at all. It's- like. People who see their coworkers on those um, become a meme and everything like that. I've mm-hmm. been told people about her. See, uh, uh-uh. uh, I've been right. telling people about her for the longest, but no one wants to believe me because my feelings yep. are valid. As right, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> feel this in my soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> feel it in my spirit. Okay, so I already know this is going to be. This is going to be chock full of emotions and feelings and all types of things. You may be triggered through this conversation, thinking of your own personal experience with Karen or the experience of someone you love with Karen. If you, my friend, have been a victim of Karen, a corporate Karen in your life, please, please contact us. Contact at fulltimeblackwomen.com and we will be there for you. (laughs) (laughs) Slide into them DMs. (laughs) Fulltime Black Woman on Instagram and Facebook. FT Black Woman on Twitter. Please. Let we want to hear these corporate Karen stories. <laughs> Believe us. We are yes. dying to yes. hear them. Yes. All right. So how to deal with a corporate Karen. Number one, be your own advocate. We have always talked about being an advocate for yourself in all ways, all ways, shapes, forms, 
environments in your life. It's very important to be there for yourself because if you don't speak up for you and stand up for you, who can you expect to do it if you ain't doing it? So bring awareness to the situation at hand by sharing your truth with evidence, of course, because that's the only time it matters. To be very honest with you, hearsay gets you nowhere. Nope. He said, she said, gets you nowhere. Your feelings, honestly, as valid as they are, won't get you too far unless you have something to support, back up, um, or like like I said, just plain old evidence that it actually happened. Mm-hmm. So when you have a situation, speak the truth of your professional experiences with implicit, explicit racism and microaggressions. Anything that is uh, taking away from your well-being that has the inkling of being based on race, age, gender, whatever the case may be. Uh, In this case, more than likely, it is because you are a black woman um, dealing with a corporate caring. It's because you're a black and because you're a woman, because I can honestly say feminism did not exist for us. No. <laughs> we have our own feminism. Mm-hmm. There's there's black feminism and then there's feminism of the world. And um most Karen's don't include you in feminism. Mm-hmm. They they're not they're not thinking of you. So they want to include you how, for the numbers. They don't want to include you for the results. Only right? when it impacts them. Yep. So when we're fighting for they white get the women, bigger piece of the pie. <laughs> yeah, then it's cool. But yep. when it's our issues at hand, nah, bruh. Crickets. No, not, <laughs> not happening. Let me let me let them know. Mm-hmm. If you didn't hear them, here they go. The crickets are here. They're here now. So whenever you have an issue that arises, you want to highlight these specific behaviors and actions needed to create a truly inclusive culture. So if you are experiencing something and it is impacting your ability to work productively in the work environment, is impacting your ability to feel safe in the environment. Um, You want to highlight this and then bring about the, or bring up what it is that is necessary and needed for you to feel like the environment is actually inclusive. So if you have 10 examples Let me shrink it. If you have two examples of how the environment is damaging to your well-being and your mental health and your ability to be productive, bring out two alternatives to what the environment should actually be. So when you are speaking to the next level of management, when you're speaking to HR or whoever the case Mm -hmm. may be, if you are bringing this to the attention of others in a safe space, such as full time black woman, um, then you want to have examples of what needs to change what this what that safe space is supposed to look like at work because we can't get anywhere just complaining that's been proven nothing happens for us when we're just complaining we're seen as lazy ungrateful complaining nagging ass uh, angry black women with problems yes difficult and everything else so you have to not only that's it you not only have to bring bring up and highlight the issue, but also come with some type of solution as mm-hmm. well, which is sad to say because we can't just, you know, have our feelings and feel that way. But this is this is how this is how we have to bring about change. Yep. We have to come with the solutions because they don't think about us in these environments. So be realistic also when when you experience these things and when you start to bring them up and always know your audience because not everybody is a safe space. No. Nope. Period. 
point blank. So don't you make that understood. target on your back bigger by running your mouth yes. to the wrong people. Yes. Please believe you better do your research and do it well. Yes, you have to. It ain't safe in these streets or nope. in offices. In these corporate streets. <laughs> it ain't safe in these corporate streets. You got to know Not what it is, but you definitely want to be your own advocate because no one's going to save you. Has it happened right. yet? Has someone come to save you mm. yet? Nope. Mm. Okay, then. Be your own advocate. That is a huge part of how to deal with corporate cares. Another part of how to deal with corporate cares is you need to be able to differentiate between facts and feelings. So Ooh, come with it. When we speak on that, we want you to be able to rate your interaction with someone at face value and not based on your past experiences with other corporate Karens. Because it's mm. easy to get those blurred lines and to build these stereotypes, just like the stereotypes you have to fight every single day of being an angry Black woman, you know, at yeah. work or being the one who's always an issue or as Elise mentioned, being difficult. So just as you have stereotypes, so do they, you know? And as we mentioned before, this is not every white woman in corporate space not at all some are happy to be allies you know yes as well we're happy to be allies so you you have to differentiate between am i in my feelings or are they actually being backed up by some facts so and how do you do that it's it's a it's a hard thing to do Elise. it is yeah it really is it's you have to really figure out what did what has this person done to me from the moment i Built, started having a working relationship to them with them versus where we are today. You know, mm-hmm. has it deteriorated over time? Has it never yeah. even grown? Because even though you put one foot forward to try to build this relationship, this person was always standoffish with a smile on their face, but standoffish and you didn't know why. You know, mm-hmm. have there been instances where you have been undermined, not only from your uh, professional credibility, but also have been attacked personally outside of the workplace. You know, people yeah. started rumors about you or people feeling as if they're comfortable enough to speak to you any type of way, but you feel, you see their behavior is different with others in the um, work environment. They don't speak mm-hmm. to anyone else like that but they feel so comfortable to talk to you this way you know also you gotta watch with those hey girl i know that's right why are you speaking to me this way but you don't talk to uh jeff like that you don't talk to the karen like that but if it's me and sharonda in the room you want to come in and say "Uh uh-huh i know that hey i know no you know like yeah you have to so that is kind of a feeling you know Mm -hmm. but also with that hey girl is also um we're not gonna go with your idea because it just doesn't we're just not you know you can't bring up a reason why you're trying to take away my credibility or mm-hmm. you know constantly questioning me but when someone else brought provides something who looks different to me who has different parts you're wholeheartedly on the schedule you know you're you're yes. right on that train you're ready to make it happen but when it comes to anything I come up with it then it's a problem so mm-hmm. differentiating between facts and feelings, it is a great area, but some shit is just black and white, point blank. Yes. You, you can't agree. You can't sit up here and try to babysit or try to figure out or sugarcoat why that happened. It happened because it happened. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you guys have to be sure not to mix uh, facts with feelings when it comes to this particular situation, because you may be dealing with corporate Karen and you think she's your best friend and, mm. or you may be dealing with a, uh, 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 corporate care and you just think well that's just the way she is that stuff no no yeah yeah I agree with that and 
Like you, you really, this is a very emotionally charged situation Mm -hmm. um, because this is history. This isn't just all of a sudden Karen's popped up. Right. Karen's been Karen in since. (laughs) Karen to Karen. Since we've been here. (laughs) Look, you know, been. I, I bet Pippin says my husband been Pippin has been Pippin has been Pippin been Pippin. That Karen's been Karen says Karen is a big Karen. Okay. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. It it wasn't just um when when Karen and Jeff started working there. It was when we were brought here unwillingly, mm-hmm. and, and Jamestown was set up and everything like that. Karen's been Karen in. So there's history there. There's a longstanding hatred, I'll say it. There's longstanding behaviors and systems and power things dynamic. in place. Pa- exactly. Power dynamics. Just plain old white supremacy Respects involved. It, yeah. Yes. And it's it's something that we are on high alert, uh, high alert about every day because... We're typically the target of it. But um, when you are dealing and you're trying to, like you said, differentiate between facts and feelings, it's hard because it's emotionally charged. But you really do have to take a step outside of the situation and look at it logically. Make yourself a make yourself a list and write out everything Mm -hmm. not to be found, not to be kept. Do it in your own personal time, in your own personal place, you know. Exactly. But uh, make make a list and and see. All right. If this situation say it happened, say it happened to Sharonda and not you, you know, take yourself out of the equation and just look at the, the circumstances and the evidence that you have and say, all right, these things happen. Is this emotionally? Um, it feels emotionally like a Karen, a corporate Karen. But does it look like on paper in black and white corporate Karen? Does it look mm-hmm. like I'm I'm really dealing with what I think I'm dealing with? And um it's it's one of those things. Some of it's gonna be an intuition thing, an intuitive thing, and some of it has to be, like you said, definitely based on facts. So the next way to deal with a corporate Karen is understanding that there are powers and numbers. Now this is very important. This is where your get it gang can come in. Um, this is, and if you don't know what a get it gang is, make sure you listen to our prior episodes. Check out the blog also at www.fulltimeblackwomen.com where you can learn what a get it gang is and how to get one and why you need one. Mm-hmm. But um, reach out to other colleagues who may have had similar experiences, whether they are in your specific department and have dealt with this person one on one. Or if they are in other departments, maybe they have or other industries in general and have experienced or know of corporate Karens and get their perspective on what's happening with with your situation or something that you've witnessed. Because, um, like we said, they're out there. They're everywhere. It's mm-hmm. not it's not a, 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 a individual experience that only some of us or one of us has ever encountered, there's many of us out here who have encountered it or witnessed it. So get the perspective of colleagues who you trust because not everybody is can be trusted. Not everybody is safe. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned this in plenty, plenty of times before and earlier with another tip. Um, 
and understand, get the feeling or the sense of whether this corporate Karen's unprofessional uh, biased behavior is legit. So before approaching others, though, like I said, be sure you can trust them. Be sure there are people you can depend on. Be sure there are people that you can be truthful with. Be sure that that relationship is reciprocal, that they are open and honest and trustworthy and uh, can be truthful with you because you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you speak to Marsha mm-hmm. and you think you cool with Marsha and all of a sudden Marsha goes back to corporate Karen and like, yo, Isha had a problem with you. Mm-hmm. Look, Elise don't like the way you talk to her. And she's thinking about going to HR. Don't do it to yourself. Because corporate Karen going to go to HR first and get yes. a jump on it. Because we already said they will create and manufacture some shit that never yes. even happened. And please believe there are, Marsha probably a corporate Karen too. And she will sit up there and testify and say that all the things the corporate Co-sign. Karen made up was correct. And you all of a sudden, like the bad press, they done got a jump on you. So you got to yes. make sure that you know who you talking to before they know who you talking to. Like you also need to make sure, like even Amber Janae, she came on the show. She mentioned to us about being the only one. Mm-hmm. She was in a situation where she had a serious corporate Karen who started so many campaigns against her. And she was surprised when HR came to uh, interview each of the people in her department that a lot of them didn't stand up for corporate Karen. They stood up for her, but she didn't mm-hmm. know that, you know, like you have to, and she never even campaigned to these people like, Hey, I need you to tell HR when they come to tell the truth. She didn't say anything to them. So you'll be surprised who the other people are who have been impacted or uh, wrongfully uh, treated by the corporate cares who will have your back. That's why I mean, there's powers and numbers. Like, yes, definitely. Sometimes you ain't even got a campaign. Sometimes believe they will hang themselves in a way, mm-hmm. in one shape or form. And to that point, like you have to be in that situation. Yes. A corporate Karen is more than likely a bully to other people aside from yeah. you. Yeah. And they're they're not a, they are not at an emotionally mature level to or even a, a cunning level to not put their Karenisms out in the open, you know, not be obvious uh-huh. about their shit. So it will be witnesses. There will be people there that see what's happening. But you also have to not let the Karen gets you so far out of your character that people have something to like, they only see you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like make sure the spotlight is not always on you or your reaction. Thank you. Your reaction. Or if it is that it's you being the bigger person in some situations or you being the victim in some situations and that you do good work, that you're a good employee. Those are the things that you want people in your environment to see. Now, I'm not saying that you have to take all of these things on with your corporate Karen and just suck it up and deal with it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that when you have a good reputation with your coworkers, it tends to help you in the long run when you're dealing with somebody who was campaigning against you because the people who campaign against you are manufacturing chaos mm-hmm. and th- when it's obvious that you ass. are not this person exactly to cover their ass and when it's obvious that you are not this person and people have examples and they have seen it it's hard to destroy 
a good reputation like that. So mm-hmm. just keep that in mind as well. Yeah. Power in numbers. Like you may be surprised the people that you come across what finally someone stand up to the corporate bully, which is the corporate care. Yes. How many yeah. people flock to you? Like, yeah, I went through this too. I didn't want to say anything because that when we retaliated against us or like that. But if you need me to, I'll go into spank on it because I'm tired of her. She shouldn't be treating you like that. She shouldn't be. I saw what she did mm-hmm. last week. You know, people eyes and ears are always open in the office. Okay. Yes. Even, even virtually people know what's going on when they don't know what's going on because just mm-hmm. the mood changes, the tension, you know, the conversations, yes. the back and forth door to team meetings. You're like, Ooh, drama. <laughs> I'm just going, Oh, I don't know, but I will find out. I'm a chatty cat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what I need to be. <laughs> Right, right. Okay, we're going to go to this commercial break. But when we come back, we have two more points of how you can handle that corporate care. Well, shut Yes. You know, Aisha, sometimes I don't feel like leaving my house. Why do you feel like you need to explain the world to me? Because I understand already. <laughs> yes, I don't either. That's why I use Instacart. I use Instacart to get my groceries delivered to my front door. Not only am I saving money with the coupons that they offer, but also it just kind of makes me feel fancy to say, leave the groceries at the front door, please. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why I became a Margaret, but hey, I'll do it. It sounded good <laughs> to me. I will always uh, take the opportunity to be a Margaret especially when I have to carry my bags. I might be a strong, independent black woman, but sometimes I want to see the de- the deliveries and the groceries at my front door without lifting a finger. And it's awesome because those deliveries are hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. And guess what? They keep your eggs safe too. And you are able to actually shop at multiple stores on one single order. Once again, I'm not an Instacart uh, pro when it comes to doing that. But guess what? It's okay. We can all learn together. Yes. Um, the Instacart always highlights where you can save. I'm all about my money. Y'all know that. Absolutely. And all the products that you love from your local stores. And not only that, once you place your order over $35, you get free delivery once you use the link in the show notes. Fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Instacart forward slash. And join me on this little aristocrat. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even get it out. Uh, Margaret. trail go ahead use instacart make sure that you can take one more thing off of your list as a full-time black woman just let someone else handle it for you it's okay live in a little bit of luxury yes so click on the link and let them know we sent you fulltimeblackwomen.com forward slash instacart forward slash okay so when you're dealing with a corporate Karen. You have to understand that sometimes she has the backing of what corporate. Mm. So you have to build your options. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you have to get to a point that you have to choose to manage your emotional intelligence and your personal brand in a professional manner mm. and also in an upward manner. Mm, wait a you minute. Know, wait a minute. I'm going to clap that up because sure. that, <laughs> <laughs> that, I heard that and it, it spoke to me. Yeah. It spoke to me. That was serious. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Your personal brand. I mean, you got to build an undeniable reputation for excellence and be authentic while doing so. As we have said many times here on Full Time Black Women, you are authentic. People just cling to you yes. because it's something wonderful about you and can nobody tell me nothing 
bad about that person if I have built my own relationship with them and I have had no situations with them at all. Now, just as well as you can build a personal brand with others, so can corporate care. And people will come and defend her and say, well, no, no, she's never done anything like that. I've worked with her for 40 years. I've worked with her for 20 years. Not once has she ever done anything like that. I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure why Sharonda's fabricating these issues and, you know, making something uh, with uh, a mountain, a mountain hill to hill. a mountain. Yeah, a mountain <laughs> out of a molehill. You know, I just don't understand this at all. So you have to combat that while also building your own personal brand. And as we have mentioned before in past episodes, this is the time to build your bitch bye-bye bank, mm, okay? Yes. Just in case you have to leave your place of employment due to the mistreatment and also the lack of support when you do speak out for whatever you have gone have been going through with a corporate Karen. So build your options. Understand this is not the only job. This is the only place of employment. It's not the only people giving out paychecks every two weeks and benefits and yes. everything else. No, there is actually somewhere better where you could go, where you are respected and are, you are protected. So don't feel as if you need to stay anywhere to deal with anybody's mistreatment because when it comes down to it, life is too short. Mm-hmm. Stress could kill you. Mm-hmm. And we don't need that cubicle to kill you either. Right. Yes. Yes. Oh, buddy. My goodness. All the gems. Everything about that is on point. And I love how you bring up uh, building a bitch bye-bye bank because having that extra cushion can give you all the strength that you need Mm -hmm. to look for options out. When you don't have the cushion there, sometimes you feel like you have to stay. You start to feel a little desperate in the situation, like you're trapped in the situation. and, And that only begins to eat at you day in, day out with having to deal with this corporate Karen and um, the mistreatment that you're dealing with or the lack of support that you have. So I love that you bring that up and um, knowing that you have the ability to leave is everything like you use free. Yeah. You know, you can leave now. Yes. You ain't got to stay. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is so so important. Protect your peace. Protect your peace. You have to. And if you can't, know that you have every right to defend yourself. And what they mm-hmm. say in Mortal Kombat? Finish her. <laughs> yes. Look, Elise. I know. Look. <laughs> That's how it be. That's the movement. Yep. They got that that ever ready sway. I love it. Yes. Yes. So when you are dealing with a with a corporate Karen, the the way to deal the last way, after you have exhausted all of your options, all of them. All of them is finisher. Sometimes, sometimes it's necessary. You just have to check her ass. Just check her. Like be the mm. hockey players and just Give her the strong arm, like you know. Ooh, I love watching them sometimes. Crowd, yeah. Knock her to that glass. Yeah, she'll bounce back. Yeah, it'll be fine. Oh, won't she? <laughs> <laughs> but when you do so, do it professionally. Of course, we're always talking professionally. This is just you know. How do you check someone professionally? I don't understand. You said check her ass. Like I'm from the streets, and it's hard for me to try to you know transition over to a corporate setting. How can I do that corporately? <laughs> So there's different ways you can check somebody professionally. Um, 
first and foremost, when you are checking them, be careful of showing your your own emotions, getting too emotionally over the top, because then it can come across like it attack, quote unquote. It'll come across like you have become unhinged and you are not the victim now. You are the bully instead. And be mm-hmm. careful of them white tears dropping because they drop with the quickness at any point in time. So when you start to check somebody professionally, it can be done via email. It can be done in a meeting. It can be done in person, to be very honest, where there are witnesses, because you want to you have to correct the behavior. So let the person know. Let them like if it's in an email and they something slick sideways and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You can let them know. um, Let's see. How would I word it? Mm. Maybe I have misunderstood your tone in this email. However, I would appreciate if we can continue forward with the respect that is deserved with the uh, conversation or the topic at hand. If you need a meeting in your office where we can further discuss this situation, that is fine. However, Mm, I don't even know how to go from there. I would say a media in my office. Yeah. You don't want to go on their home turf. This like, is true. You check somebody professionally. Sometimes you don't even have to do it. You know, I've had situations where someone came at me sideways and instead of taking the bait and giving them what they expected, which was, which was reaction for me, I just went straight to my management and I had them handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do um, that. that way. Also, I have other witnesses to the behavior and you keep your you hands know, clean and other and I keep my hands clean. You can't say, oh, you know, you should call me cussing me out. No, I didn't. Now, whatever my management said to you is between you and my management, but also it's my management, mm-hmm. you know, um, or my manager didn't even go and speak to that person directly. They went to their manager. So they were reprimanded professionally in another way. Mm-hmm. So it's just like different ways just to handle the situation out. Do you want to cuss Karen out? <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm going to cuss Karen out. <laughs> but that's what also Karen's looking for. Because you also got to understand, she manufactures things that never true. happened. That's why it's really a hard time to speak to her in quiet places because she'll make something completely out of the never even happened mm-hmm. so she she jumped at me and lunch at me who's gonna pay who's gonna take your side over here yeah you know and she knows this mm-hmm. she wills this this black magic <laughs> not black girl magic <laughs> right. black magic to work in her favor you know so i would say first of all don't speak to them um one-on-one unless you're gonna say some slash shit but you gotta be it's like you got strategic, gotta, definitely. Yeah, it's very strategic. You can't, this, like this ain't no straight up just shock at all. Like no, you don't shock at all professionally. You gotta somehow play Monopoly on their ass. It's a mm-hmm. long game. Yeah, to get to where you want to get them and stuff like that. And if you're in a situation where your corporate Karen is your manager, it makes it even more tricky in how does. you handle the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you got to build that relationship with the person who's over their head so that they understand, believe me, I'm not pressed and I'm not worried about you because I have people in high places. You know, those ones who sign your check, mm-hmm. those people, you know, um, you got to look at people laterally. You know, your coworkers and colleagues, are they someone who could help you bring down this formidable opponent? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a strategic thing 
game. And if you go straight to, I'm about to cuss her ass out, then guess what? You already lost. Yeah. You already lost. You always got to be professional to the utmost respect. Yes. And giving them the power of you acting out just explains and basically forgives everything they've ever done to you. Mm-hmm. Ever. And then people say, you remember that time? Remember that time? Yeah. Remember when she did that? See? And see? Yeah, definitely. And I think too, like, my, what you can do in certain situations is aside from going laterally or going above, if you are going to engage, if you are going to engage this person, I think it's possible to flip the script and use the the tactics that would typically be used against you. So you might be able to say, like, if it's in a public display or something, just all of a sudden become become the the become the victim in quotes and be mm-hmm. like, I just feel so attacked. I just I can't believe I can't believe right? this is happening. <laughs> I just asked a question and all of a sudden I just I don't understand why why you're yelling at me in this tone, why you're attacking me in this way. I don't are you I don't understand. I just feel bullied. I feel use the terms. Use it. Cry. Right. Use it. Um mm-hmm. another or you could go the route of asking questions because that typically be, is something that they will also do. So ask the question if it's like a microaggression that happens or if it's something out of the ordinary that is just disrespectful in in any way just uh so why 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 would you ask me that? Why yeah. do you feel Put comfortable asking me that? Mm-hmm. Or why do you f- Or I don't know what you mean. Can you explain further? Yes. Yes, I think these are all great ways to also handle the situation if you choose to engage directly. Um, And as far as writing the emails back, maybe that's the type of question you need to ask Um, or reiterating corporate policy. These are also things that can help you. Like I've I've Mm -hmm. realized that this is a, a, a company that values integrity and, and working together and at the current moment at time, I, I feel a little attacked. I feel a little. And you better CC the world on and there. Absolutely. Absolutely. CC the world on there. Now you want to have some type of documentation, but you don't want them to have documentation on you. Right. So, yeah. Right. So, yes. Finish her professionally. Be professional about mm-hmm. it. Be careful of your emotions and attack strategically, logically, and with evidence. So exactly. She can't use that black magic to get your black girl magic. Yes. They are not the same. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. So let's get hashtag Casperish for a second. For those who don't know, this is a usual segment with us where we get hashtag Casperish, aka transparent, aka fully, fully uh yep, transparent. That's all I got. I don't know. <laughs> With that you guys, good to me. yeah, to let you all know how we feel about the topic, our own personal experiences, and things that have happened to us or those that we know that are relevant in relation to what we are talking about. So today, getting hashtag Casper Isha, have you experienced a corporate Karen before? Personally, hmm, yeah, but no. 
So I would have to say my corporate Karen wasn't a full blown, uh, like they weren't, they didn't complete a full blown campaign against me, but their Karenisms did stand out loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I went to an interview for, um, a position that I had a while back and I'm coming into the office, you know, the, uh, VP is, um, introducing me to some of the coworkers. Uh, now mind you, I've never seen any of these people my first time being there my first time being in this place. And while he's trying to introduce me to, i.e. the corporate Karen, um, she decided to turn her back to me. So there was a circle of people. There were four, four people, include myself. Um, and all of the rest of them were facing me. Mm-hmm. And she walks into the middle of our circle and starts talking to them as if I'm not there. Her complete back is to me the what? entire time. Haven't been in this place two minutes and I'm here for an interview. And she's just going on about what her day is and how she's just having the worst day ever. There was something wrong with her washer or whatever. So her basement flooded. So she had to get that fixed. And the whole time the VP is trying to be polite and allow her to finish her story. But also he's noticing her behavior where she's turning her back towards someone who could be actually a new member on the team. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to stop her to introduce her to me. Mm. Now, every time he tried to interject into her conversation, somehow it's the way she spun it back into allowing herself to finish. Mm. When he got to the point of um, introducing me, he was like, oh, okay, well, I'm so sorry to hear about that, about your wife and everything, but I did want to introduce you to uh, Isha. Her response was, turn, look me up and down. I said, oh, hey. Ew. And then walked away. What? Now. I have never experienced this in my career at all. Yeah. Usually when you come in for an interview, people are on their best behavior. They're so nice. They're smiling. They're inviting, welcoming. No. Terrible. This person made it a point for me to realize what my place is or would be. Yeah. If I ever decided to come to that um, place of environment, that environment, that work environment. So, Outside of something like that. And then I did take that job because you ain't messing up my money. To right. So <laughs> <laughs> I did end up taking the position and the behavior continued, mm. you know, the rudeness and everything else. And it got to the point where you just know where people are. Yeah. Thankfully, this person did not have any power at all. They were in any management position or ahead of any projects that I had to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kept my distance from them purposely because I knew it would get to the point where I didn't think about any of those steps to be went over. I was would have likely gone straight to finish her. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where you got to realize I'm bigger than this. Um, and a corporate care can't run nothing yeah. in my life. Yeah. And I feel horrible for those who have been in situations where the corporate care can be a career, a career killer. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes it's not just about them talking or being rude. Sometimes it's just about them just trying to get rid of you because they don't want you around mm-hmm. and they will figure out any possible way to make that happen. Even if it's fucking up your mental and emotional well-being mm-hmm. they can care less yeah. it's about their happiness and that's all that matters yeah so 
that's my only main experience with that corporate care. But thankfully, I have I'm in a position where I don't have to deal with them on a regular basis. Wonderful. Um, but how about you? Have you experienced a corporate care, Elise? Mm. Um, I have not had to deal with a corporate Karen, not on some of the, the, not from, not, yeah, not from a, a, a very like outward, I am trying to destroy you. I want to get rid of you kind of level. It's not, it hasn't been to that extremes. Have I had Karen-ish moments? Yes. I've had, mm. had some of those um, where I had someone think that they I they were trying to they had things that they wanted to get accomplished, but as far as as teamwork and respect in in conversation and things like that, there was a lacking there where they just felt like, well, I'm gonna talk any type of way I want to, and I'm going to assert myself uh and bump whatever she needs or bump whatever she might think about the situation. It's all about me. Now I've had that type of situation where it's just, I I couldn't deal with it. And I had to tell her like, look, I we're supposed so to be able to finish her. Did you finish her? Or you just approached it lightly I appro- as Elise would. I, I approached it lightly as Elise would because I'm I did professional. <laughs> One day I want to be like you. I want to be like you. I want a happy medium. <laughs> I want a happy medium in here. Um, but yeah, like I approached her and I didn't finish her to the true extent of the of, of what finishing means. But I let her know, like, look, you can't talk to me this way. Like, I'm here to work with you. Like, we're mm-hmm. we're working together. I'm not against you, but you have I don't know what your I don't what is this what is this attitude? What's your deal, man? Yeah, like what what is happening right now? So later on she came back and talked to me and was just like, Oh, I'm so stressed out. I'm so this, I'm so that. So it became personal. She decided to confide in me, which I really didn't care about at the time, but it's just like, okay, well. Well, why is it always get why does it always get to the point where all of a sudden they get to tell you their problems? Yeah. Like, and you should just understand why I treat you so poorly because I'm going through something, okay? Yeah. Like I no, I don't that's that's not my problem. Compartmentalize it like we're we have to. How about that? Right. Like we don't have room for that. Okay. Um and then I had a situation where a, a Karen uh <laughs> she did not like do her work sometimes. So it mm-hmm. would fall on me. And she was totally comfortable with that, which I, I get. Cause if it was me and she knew you were her cleanup woman. A clean up woman. Right. If it was clean me up a- woman, <laughs> if it was the other way around and I always knew that somebody would be behind me to clean up my messes, I probably would be that way too. Just, no, I'm not. I probably wouldn't have been able too to, much of a. You wouldn't have been able to <laughs> even get away with that because yeah. campaign against you would be so loud. Oh, and she's so lazy about it. And yes, <laughs> lazy. You know, we fight against that, right? We, fight we do. Against their type of laziness. Yes, that's why we work so hard. Yes, but dummies. I, it's a mess. <laughs> so yeah, she she wouldn't do certain things and knew I would clean up after her. And then on top of that, she came to me one day. And I don't even know how we got here, but um, 
she was like, yeah, well, I, I only uh, refer to um, uh, people of color, like black people as black. Like, I don't call them African-American. And I was like, that's that's cool. Like, you know, mm-hmm. some people um, prefer the term black instead of African-American because you don't know where people are from. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she called herself basically schooling me on what this was. And I was mm. just like, sometimes what? you just be in shock. You don't know what I to say. I was so time. in shock. I didn't. I, like, honestly, that was, I had, uh, had no clue. And I, I was. I just. I didn't. I didn't know how to react. I didn't know what to do. It was so, like, I was so caught off guard. And this became like a thing. Like she wanted to school me on certain things. I. I it was like she thought she was being an ally, improving to me, or just educating me on what my culture and things are. And it was, Mm -hmm. it became like a a recurring role. And I don't know if that's corporate caring enough, but it was just so. You're disturbing my, my, yeah, you're disturbing my peace right now. That's, (laughs) (laughs) that was how I felt. So that's, that's probably the extent of my corporate Karenisms. I haven't had anybody uh, start an all out campaign against me. Thank the Lord. But we know so many black women who have. Yes. You know. And that's the scary like, part. That's the scary part. Yes. Yeah. Like you could just talk to someone and like I had a good friend. Her corporate Karen was her manager. Mm. And she would always dangle in front of her the fact that she could help or hurt her career based off whether or not she did things she wanted her to do. You know, and it was like to the extent like the little tiniest things. All of a sudden, well, I guess you're not ready for this promotion. I guess you're not ready for this, you know, movement into another department because if you can't do this here, how are you going to be able to do it there? And then if I'm recommending you, I don't want myself to look back. Yeah. Because I didn't see you an email to tell you I was back for lunch Nuts. one time. Terrible. Because I forgot to send you an email when I first started working in the morning. You know, like, are are you serious? Yeah. I just don't know if I could even like trust whether or not, like, Every single thing she was bullying the hell out of her. Thankfully, she has got out of that situation and she's in That's a good. better, a way better environment. But just think about those people who are worth, are afraid to even try to go somewhere else, yeah, look somewhere else, yeah, because of the economy right now, because yeah. of the state of where we are when it comes to the pandemic, and you know, people are just thankful to be employed, let alone not worried about being employed and having true good well-being at the same time having a good true well-being at the same time yeah and maybe uh and i'm sure we will talk about this in another episode just the the dichotomy between needing the paycheck and needing to protect your well-being like that's mm-hmm. it's crazy it's crazy um but i've i, I don't know i, I am so glad that we have the safe space for those that who have who have reached out to us in the past to let us know, you know, what's going on with them, their experiences with being in corporate America as a full time black woman dealing with corporate Karens and Jeffs because they be just as bad mm-hmm. sometimes. I know we're talking about and toxic aunties and toxic aunties Listen to yes. the first episode, mm. you know, toxic aunties don't think, Oh, they always talk about white women and this and that. No, we got a whole episode about toxic aunties. Yep, okay. Because we can come be... from any color, shape, form. Yes. Gender. It doesn't matter. They're going to be just as bad too. So anybody exactly. can get but this make smoke. Sure. Anybody can exactly. get this smoke. <laughs> 
Yeah, anybody get to smoke, but you know, we want for you all, go ahead and rate and review us wherever you are listening to our podcast. We love fives. I mean, we'll also take a five, but what's, what else do we like to take? I think it's a yeah. five. I think it's five. Exactly. Because yeah. guess what? We read every single last one of those reviews yeah. that come our way. And for those who already have taken the time out, just a split second or two to rate and review our podcast. We are extremely humble and thankful for you thinking about us at that time. That helps us know that we're doing something great for you. And also it helps the rating with the show. So go ahead, hit that five rate and review. We do appreciate every single last one of them. Yes. And with that, that brings us to the end of another episode. We are here for you dealing with the corporate Karens, and we hope that you got some tips on how to handle the situation. And remember, we are here for you full time from coffee to wine. And play your power perfectly. Peace. Bye. Oh, we about to show some part of someone that y'all should check out. Part of, ooh, we about to give some part of. Oh, we about to get some part. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, we're not doing it. My bad, Elise. My bad. All right, we here. We we in here. Uh, uh, all right, let, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so for this month's pot love, we are going to give a huge shout out and recommendation to you to go check out Relationship Talks with Rick and Naaman. So Rick and Naaman are actually new podcasters, somewhat like ourselves. We started around the same time. Mm -hmm. And I would have to say that the conversations that they have with their podcast, it ranges it ranges <laughs> to the point of oh wow that's really good to so the oh wow okay like for instance their after dark s- series yeah. that they do that's when they get extremely transparent or like we like to call it hashtag Casperish right and they just let it all out so I really do enjoy it. how they describe their show it's a conversation with your two new best friends Rick and Naaman uh, Rick is a storyteller while Naaman is more of a comedian mm-hmm. and they go back and forth discussing all topics of love relationships and dating like they like to say it's sometimes funny sometimes serious i feel like it's more so funny than anything but it's always entertaining and uh i really do enjoy their after dark series where they just like nah forget it let's not put on any airs let's Mm -hmm. just say what it is and that's how you have to be when it comes to a topic such as dating it's a very emotional deep transparent type of scenario so um rick in relationship talks with rick and name it it's definitely our pod love of the month yes i remember when i first started listening uh i was just like huh never thought of it that way oh okay like i like to hear this perspective all right let's bring it forth and um it really at a time when I was dating, it was helpful to hear. It was definitely mm-hmm. helpful to hear. So I have continued to listen. I will continue to listen and definitely will support the show because 
dating conversations are always good to have whether you are single and in the dating world or whether you're with somebody because they do bring up topics that are good to know while mm-hmm. you are with somebody or you are married or considering marriage so I love it can't can't not listen to it <laughs> yeah and it's nice to get a perspective of dating from two black men yes you know um I think what they bring to the table is a different perspective than what we're used to hearing being just a lot more transparent with their feelings and just sharing their experiences. So definitely go check out relationship talks with Rick and Naaman. Thanks for joining us. Full-time Black Woman is created, recorded, and produced by Elise Real and Isha Bell. For more opportunities to live, laugh, grow, and fill the soul, be sure to like, review, comment, and subscribe to Full-Time Black Woman wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Help us build this community by sharing with other full-time Black women like yourself. Visit our website at fulltimeblackwoman.com to see what's new or to reach out. If you have questions or want to add to today's topic, send us an email to contact at fulltimeblackwomen.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Full Time Black Woman and on Twitter at FT Black Woman.